welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Clara May. Clara, how are you? I'm good and glad to be here as always, Henry. Great. Awesome. So we're going to talk about a couple things that have been in the news in recent times. So we're going to talk about the actor, Ed Screen. At least we think that's how we pronounce his name. It might be Scrine, but uh, we're, our, our money's on screen, so why don't we go with Ed Screen. Uh, we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk a little bit about Joss Whedon as well. Um, but yeah, let's start with Ed Screen. and start um, with the good. Start with the good. Yeah, this is, I mean, for us, this is like undeniably very, very positive news, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you want to talk about the news a bit, Clara? Yeah. Um, so to catch everyone up, if they haven't heard the news, um, what happened was Ed Screen was, um, he got a role to play a character named Ben Damio in Hellboy. Yep. Um, and after it was announced, people noticed that that character in the comics is Japanese-American. Um, and that background is relevant to the character. Um, so a lot of people got really upset. And I did see when it first broke that the criticism fell on Ed Screen. And I'm yeah. sure people added him about it because then maybe a few days later, yeah. he came out and said, hey, I didn't. Um, well, he, it was a really heartfelt post. And he said, hey, I didn't know the character was Japanese American. Uh, Representation is important to me and it doesn't feel right for me to take this role. So I'm stepping down. Yep. Um, and, you know, and at that point, everyone, like, lost their shit because yeah. that <laughs> does not happen. It's yeah. not often that um, an actor who is accused of whitewashing actually addresses the concerns and actually steps away from the project. Yeah. You know? We're so used to a response like we've heard from Matt Damon yeah. or <laughs> Scarlett Johansson where it was just kind of a real mansplainy or white splainy response. Yeah, they said it wasn't because there's Asian characters there, and he's, I don't know, he's a side, I don't even remember what the excuse was yeah. for him, what the girl I mean, wall, that's, but. sadly, that's the norm. We're yeah. so used to hearing these responses, yeah. like, oh, like, oh, you're wrong. Like, this is, no, we're right, actually. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Yeah. Here's, let me tell you why. Yeah, she's really an yeah. android. She's not, you know, an Asian woman. Yeah, <laughs> and it was so refreshing, this guy, and, uh, you know, most of us are like, who? Who is this guy? Who is Ed Screen? You know, we we. I mean, we the two of us. We don't even know how to pronounce his name. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not a household name. Yeah. And here's this guy who has this incredible response. You know, and he wasn't white splaining. He wasn't mansplaining. He was. He was. He he, he was it, very apologetic. He was apologetic. He was yeah, he's like, open. oh, I I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Now that I know. I'm I'm leaving the project. You know, I'm not taking this job. And he he was really eloquent and yeah, and well written. He specifically talked about allyship and how important it was to him to speak up for the people of color and the other marginalized actors that weren't getting these opportunities. And that was amazing that he specifically saw that issue in Hollywood, and he called it out and he acknowledged he was a part of it. And mm-hmm. and then he stepped back. You know, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, it. It, it, it's one of those things you feel like it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it really is mm-hmm. due to the fact that we just don't see it. It's yeah. really le- like the first and only time it's ever happened, yeah, you know? Definitely. 
and it, it's really refreshing. And and you know, subsequently, he got a lot of love from a lot of cool yes. people. Yeah. So um, um, a lot of uh, Asian actors, uh, John Cho and uh, Louis Tan, they gave him some love on Twitter. Um, the director Ava, uh, Ava DuVernay, uh, the actor Riz Ahmed, the actress Chloe Bennett. The, the Hellboy creator himself, Mike Mignola, they all kind of gave him a shout out and just yeah. really praised uh, his actions. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, and it's just really moving for me because he was obviously so excited to be cast um, in Hellboy because um, it's a huge franchise. Yeah. And for him, he he's played like the villain in Deadpool that everyone, you know, of course you make yeah. fun of him in Deadpool. Right. Um, and then he was in Game of Thrones as like Danny's first boyfriend, right. but they replaced him with another actor. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He wasn't no, even like the no full No one even remembers. Role. Yeah, everyone says he was like the lesser Dario, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so, like this was a huge opportunity for him and he was obviously excited for it. So for him to yeah. step down, it's like, oh my God. This is a good guy. Yeah, and that's a great point. Like, with higher-profile actors like mm-hmm. a Scarlett Johansson or a Tilda Swinton, you know, for them to turn down a role like that, like let's say Scarlett Johansson turned down the Ghost in the Shell role or Tilda Swinton turned down the Doctor Strange role, you know, it would have been cool, but for them, they're, they're so successful that, you know, it's not like they're they're leaving a job and they're they're starving you know yeah. they're fine an actor like this with ed screen like he's he's not that he's famous like a nobody, basically. he's yeah. pretty much a nobody and he he like he needs work yeah. you know he, he he needs the work so for him to leave that's it's it's a bit of a risky move mm-hmm. you know and i did feel that way like not only is he missing out on this paycheck mm-hmm. you know this opportunity I think, you know, like, looking back on it, it seems like, oh, this is a good move for his career. He's getting all this praise. But at the time, when he made the move, it wasn't a sure thing yeah. that he it was going to sure be that positive. I'm sure he no idea if yeah. it was going to take well, you know. I, I think he might have been a little nervous about doing it because, you know, he there is the the there could be a perception that, okay, this guy's a troublemaker. Like, the studio execs could look upon him like, oh, like don't, don't like let's not work with this yeah. guy because he he just he's like a shit starter you yeah, know and some of the producers were unhappy and they did take at least one of them took to twitter and then subsequently deleted the tweets um that they mm-hmm. were unhappy with his decision um so that is definitely you know that's definitely a worry yeah 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 absolutely and um you know what else is really cool about all this that due to him Due to the fact that he's leaving the project and they're going to recast the role, you got to figure that they're going to hire an Asian actor, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's there's no way, yeah. right? So so not only is he doing this great thing and he's bringing a lot bringing a lot of visibility to this this great you know social justice topic, but dude, just guess what? He just he just got an Asian actor a role. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee there's an Asian actor who's yeah. going to get cast yeah, here. Yeah, there's no way that they would risk the backlash a second time. It would be, you know, it would kill the project, literally. Um, yeah. You know, and it really, it really pushes Hollywood to try harder. Um, there was like, oh my gosh, I just read this article about how because of the Sony email hacks, the leaks, yeah. uh, there's this email that came out and... It was like execs talking about, 
you know, making films with Asian characters. And 10 years ago, they didn't even think twice about just swapping the race of the main protagonist. Yeah, yeah. But now they admitted they were feeling nervous because they knew that's not okay. They know it's not okay now. Um, but they also don't know how to make an Asian a main character, you yeah, know? So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, it, screen in part is like literally forcing them to confront this issue that they've Mm -hmm. had for a long time you know so and it's great that he was so vocal about it yeah just dude like making it part of that conversation Mm -hmm. is great you know now there's like a bit of a wait a minute hold on like this guy did this such and Mm -hmm. such and everyone's loving him for it let's (laughs) rethink you know what we're gonna do here like that alone is 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 pretty awesome you know and um you know, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about allyship a bit, you know. And I think it's it's like a great move, a great allyship move, you know. Like, I think a lot of white actors or just white people in general yeah. are like, they have great intentions. They're like, what can we do? Yeah. We want to help. And, you know, we don't want to be, you know, on the side of the oppressor, you know. We want to help. And a lot of a lot of what white people say um, and do doesn't necessarily help people of color. But here is is a great like gold standard yeah. example of what uh, a white ally can do. You know, it's amazing. What, what is he? What he did was so simple. He yeah. he just simply turned down a role and shed some light uh, on on the issue. And yeah. that was pretty much it, you know? Yeah, so the, it, It's a huge difference from um, trying to speak for the Asian community. He basically yeah. opened the door for them uh, versus, I don't know, I think about like Tilda Swinton contacting Margaret Cho yeah. and asking her to explain <laughs> why the Asian community was upset about the ancient one. And then she tried yeah. to explain to Margaret Cho. She's like, oh, well, I'm working on like, it was like Okja. You know, so I'm helping get the Asian voice out there. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're speaking over them right now. You yeah. know, so what Screen did was the proper way to do it. And like it, I, like in um in the novel or fiction community, it's called like own voices. Yeah. Like letting people from that identity speak about their own identity versus um, a white person speaking for them. You know, it, yeah. it's the same concept and it's. And that's how it should be. Yeah, <laughs> we need absolutely. more screens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, you know, on on this subject of promoting diversity, yeah. promoting uh, actors of color, um, you know, it feels a little weird just showering this white actor <laughs> with praise. But I think you know, credit where credit is due. What yeah. he did was so great, and I mean, you know, especially with. Um, Asian actors. I mean, it's been an issue for so long. It's been yeah. a problem, you know? Yeah, and, and, it, and it can feel so demoralizing when you feel like the only people who are talking about the issue are people of color. You know, like, yeah, I, I know yeah. that obviously it's our space to talk about it, but sometimes when you feel like you're the only one pointing something out and the white actors are just sitting back silently, kind of like how, you know, like there was that Hawaii Five O thing where yeah. the two Asian actors were like, hey, we're not getting paid enough. And you never heard anything from their two white co-stars. Yep. They spoke not a word yeah. in support of their own coworkers who they've been working with for years. Yeah. And then they left, you know? So, yep. like, for him to speak up is like, yes, it's the ba- <laughs> the bare minimum of what she should be doing is, you know, like a good human being. But he did it. And most yeah. people don't do it, you know? Right. I would add, too, that 
you know, we kind of need the help too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we can, as you know, the Asian American community, we can we can tweet all day long, yeah. get angry, and get out there and 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 be active. Um, but in the end, we need we do need some help. Yeah, you need help. Yeah, yeah. and um, this is how. You know, this is a perfect example of how we can get some help. So, super awesome. And um, I will go so far as to say that that Ed Screen, in my mind, is now an honorary Asian. <laughs> and, you know, I don't throw this term around, you know, I don't just, just like hand it out to everyone, you know. This is, a, this is a very special title. Yeah, he's welcome to our party at any time. You know, <laughs> there you go. He can go get uh, dim sum and boba with us. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, uh, okay, so uh, on the topic of honorary Asian, you know, first off, a lot of non-Asians like to proclaim themselves <laughs> as honorary Asians, and that's a no-no. Like, you can't just, like, say you're honorary Asian. You, like, an Asian has to give you that title, right? That's number one. Number two, the title of honorary Asian, it is, it's, I mean, to me, it's not, it's, it's not easy. Like, like, I think a lot of non-Asians think, oh, if I learn how to speak Japanese, mm-hmm. or if I learn Kung Fu, or I, I marry an Asian person, then that, that automatic, automatically makes you an honorary Asian. No, I don't think so, right? Those are problematic, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just—it's a title to show that we appreciate you, but do not use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And do not tell other people that's what you are. It's inappropriate. Yeah. I think to me, it's sort of like if you're bringing our culture forward, mm-hmm. you know, like I mean, I can't—I could—I've started to think of like, oh, what other, what other honorary honorary Asians are there out there? You know, like yeah, I could, that are actually like, like you feel like a true ally. I kind of couldn't think of anyone, you know. Maybe like to me, the the RZA from the Wu Tang Clan, maybe. <laughs> but like, like that's about it for me, you know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's true. It's again, it's not common, and um, yeah. And he raised a lot of good issues with with his one simple post. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, what he does, you yeah, know, yeah, what, what no, his uh, future work will be. Yeah, I, I hope that somebody was impressed with what he did and cast him in, you know, in another big franchise maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And I know, like, I, I have heard criticisms of people saying, well, why are you, like, hoping he gets another role when you should be more concerned about the Asians who are not getting roles? And I'm like, that is totally valid. Like, I, I get yeah. it. There's a lot of Asians who are still struggling to get roles regardless of what Ed Screen did or not. Um, True. But, you know, like, in the moment, I also just want I just want to say thank you to him, you know? I, yeah. I, I get it. Like, we are totally praising a guy for doing <laughs> something really basic, but yeah, it's uncommon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for I mean... You know, uh, you know, I, as uh, as an Asian American, and as much as I'm rooting for him, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see, you know, Asian actors get roles yeah. more than I want to see him get a role. But at the same time, no, I'm totally <laughs> like, rooting for him. But thank you. I mean, yeah, yeah. And he did. I did like that he pointed out um, the whole issue of. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't point it out specifically, but it was brought up uh, because of his note about, um, you know, like the way casting calls are put out. Uh, Because that question was raised where he didn't know 
the character was Asian. Yeah. So there's always a question of um, why was this character not specifically yeah. Asian, yeah. you know? Um, and, and like, these kind of comments came up with, uh, with Death Note. Uh, which is like the, you know oh, that Netflix yeah. series. Um, a lot of the reviewers were saying, you know, they really whitewashed this project, um, and that issue with whitewashing kind of like um, threads all the way through the film because you could see that it was a really kind of generic story. The authors didn't think that deeply about how an Asian character would react in these situations, how an Asian culture would react to these crimes. Um, and I think maybe that speaks for stuff like Hellboy or other whitewash projects where this is pointing out an issue of what are these producers actually looking to produce? Yeah. You know, like, are they just yeah. looking for generic movie number, you know, 57? Or are they actually thinking about the ways in which the identities of the characters are informing the story? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's just pointing out a huge issue with how we're making films you know yeah, like it, yeah. just, it just doesn't seem like we're making films that are telling good authentic stories yeah you know? so true yeah and we all lose out you know when that yeah, happens you know? absolutely and you know what else i was thinking along those lines um you know with the the, the actors who who choose these projects mm-hmm. you know um i always try my best to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. Like it, it really seems like with actors, I mean, that's their job. Their job is to act yeah. and be other people. And, um, and this is a good example of like, Oh, how an actor is just taking a role and they, they yeah. don't really know a whole lot of the backstory. Yeah. And I think that's very common. So I try not to fault the actors too much yeah. You know, um, yeah, they're definitely always the most public facing person whenever yeah. a whitewashing thing goes down. But there's definitely a question of why did it get to this point? Yeah. Like, why did all the studio heads and the producers and the director and the casting directors, why did nobody sit there and be like, hey, clearly this character is Asian in the comics. Yeah. Why are we open casting call or specifically? I, like, we don't know what the casting call was, but it mm-hmm. obviously wasn't specifically Asian. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there is definitely a whole industry behind this that, yeah. you know, needs to be examined and needs to change. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's hard to say what happens behind the scenes. You know, I'm sure... A lot of these actors, they they go through all kinds of trials and tribulations. You know, they go to auditions. They're working with a manager and an agent and the filmmakers. And, you know, when they finally land the gig, the last thing they want to do is, like, have to research it and, oh, maybe yeah. I got to turn it down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, as much as, like, you know, Emma Stone, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton are like are like the face of the enemy here. Yeah. Like you, you kind of can't fault I mean, them yeah. too much. It's you know, de- it's definitely Hollywood. I, I do think all those people should have stepped down when they learned it. But <laughs> yeah. yes, like the main, obviously the main issue is Hollywood and the people who run Hollywood. Yeah. All these studio heads, or I, I think they are all mostly yeah. old and white men, <laughs> and yeah. they don't see it. I don't think they're in touch with the current, you know, modern trends, the current population, yeah. and you know. Something yeah. needs to change. I don't know how to change. I mean, it's such a huge issue, you know, <laughs> it's, all, it's, the whole industry. That's like not an easy thing to take on. But. Yeah. I mean, it is big. Yeah. The, the problem is is deep seated, yes. you know, like um, when I mean, you can see it when these white actors have to respond to these like 
whitewashing, you know, trending on Twitter stuff. Like they're like, they don't know what to do. Yeah, you can tell they have no idea. Like they, (laughs) and then you get the situations with like Finn Jones where he puts his foot in his mouth because nobody prepped him on it. Right. You know, and they are like how Tilda, you know, messaged Margaret Cho because she had no idea. You know, like they, somebody should be prepping these actors and somebody way behind the scenes should be raising these issues yeah 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 that that, that, that's the funniest thing i had ever heard tilda swinton going to margaret cho (laughs) and she didn't even know her that well yeah she just literally messaged the one asian she knew in the industry (laughs) like it's incredible it's hilarious she's like okay like it was almost like okay let me think like who's like who's the one asian i know and like she was the first person that popped in her head or something margaret cho or like sandra oh that's like the ones yeah (laughs) oh my god super hilarious is ridiculous yeah and you know like i it's definitely an issue i've thought about a lot is how hollywood does its casting calls um my favorite story is that um charlie cox didn't know daredevil was blind when he applied (laughs) to it because they didn't um say that in the you know in the casting call and he went into the audition literally not knowing until he stepped through the door that he was supposed to play a blind man you know so that that's another issue and then of course being blind is another you know, it's a disability. It's a marginalized yeah. identity. So you do wonder, yeah. what in the world are they doing with these casting calls? <laughs> and then when it comes to the open casting calls, um, which is supposed to be a level playing field, who is it really favoring? Yeah. You know, and if you look at the studies done by like USC, UCLA, they show that like 70% of the roles are already specifically written for white characters mm. and specifically white men. Yeah. So then everyone else is fighting for the other 30% of the roles and half of those 30% or more are open casting calls, yeah. which is any ethnicity. But then of course, like who has the resume and experience in an open casting call? Right, it's right. the white actors. You know? Yeah. So, there, there's so many like layers to this issue and Ed Screen just kind of like busted it open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean yeah. it's great that all these conversations got started, but then you're also like, oh my God, how do we how do we deal with this yeah. now? <laughs> it, yeah, it's undeniably great, but at the same time, it's kind of opened up this big can of worms about like, oh man, this this is a big problem yeah. and it's it's a complex problem yes, too, right? It's gonna continue. I feel like the conversation really opened up with like April Rain's Oscar So White thing and I feel like oh, yeah. it's just going to continue to be a huge conversation for for years, you know, until we finally start seeing you know Asians and other people of color and and roles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk some Joss Whedon. Oh gosh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, so this was not so positive news. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about this a bit, Clara? Yes. Um so Whedon's ex-wife, um, Kai Cole, I'm yeah. sorry if I'm saying that name wrong, um, she wrote a letter to the rap where she finally came came out about her marriage to Joss Whedon, and it was like this huge, um, basically drag of Whedon, where she mm-hmm. said she was really the guiding force for a lot of his work, a lot of his projects. She she helped with a lot of the behind-the-scenes work. Right, right. Um, and in turn, what he paid her back by basically cheating on her constantly. Um, and it started around the Buffy uh, show, you know, time. Yep. Um, and he admitted he was cheating with co-stars and with fans. And it continued for years and years. And finally, she, she couldn't take it. Um, 
And, you know, her whole message was he says he's a feminist, but he is not at all. He just gets those feminist, you know, kudo points. Yeah. But he's actually a terrible person, you know, And, (laughs) and and it broke, you know, the Internet. And everyone was like, oh, my God. You know, a lot of people were defending him and saying we have to separate art from artists. Um, a lot of people right. were saying she's just a liar. Um, and that's what the camp kind of, the Whedon camp hinted. Right. Is they, their response was, oh, for um, the sake of the family, we don't want to, you know, like address these accusations. And they kind of made it sound like Kai Cole was a little unstable or, right. you know, where he, whereas he was the one that's more, you know, rational. Um and then there was all the other people who were like, oh, my God, I saw this coming like five years ago. You know? So <laughs> yeah. it's it was a huge thing. Yeah. And um, I think it's been such big news because you know, I think with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer show, I think that show, a lot of people regarded it as kind of this big fam- feminist breakthrough, yeah. you know, yes. piece of media. And, and Joss Whedon for a long time was sort of held up in high regard. As a good ally, he definitely right. was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, it was interesting, all the response. There, were, there was a lot of response about like, oh, this woman is just spiteful and she's just like, she's just making up lies to get back at him and, and this sort of thing. And kind of scary how like that was like the first thought of a lot of people you know I think that's always the depressing response when stuff like this happens um I also think of the thing with like Johnny Depp you know um is the automatic response is always um we don't believe the women who speak out you know and that is definitely an issue because we actually know statistically women don't speak out precisely because they know this is going to be the response. Um, so when they do speak out, you want to assume it, it was really bad for them to do it, knowing that they might get dragged, um, and then people drag them anyways, you know? Right, and right. It's frustrating. Yeah. And to me, there really isn't, there's no reason why she would lie about this sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, if, if anything, you'd think she'd want to just kind of put it behind her, yeah. right? Um, but... Yeah, there's all kinds of like conspiracy theories, right? Like, like Whedon is crossing over to, to DC now, so like people are saying there's like it's a it's it's a She's Marvel trying to maybe like oh under Mar- oh my yeah gosh, Marvel really? conspiracy <laughs> like yeah I've never it's, heard of that one yeah and yeah just some crazy yeah. outlandish ideas and it's you know hard to say we don't have all the facts but like I said like why would she has no reason to lie about yeah. this yeah you know? and, and like if you read her letter she obviously i mean it obviously caused her a lot of pain um yeah. and she was saying at the end she just wants to get back to doing architecture which is what she was doing before and she kind of put it on hold for him um mm-hmm. you know so it's just i i don't see you know any benefit to her lying you know i think she just yeah. was, it was something she really wanted to get off her chest and then she's like i'm done you know and you know, I, and if people still want to like his work, that's fine. But, okay. you know, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I think his his work has, I think, gone downhill, like, steadily. <laughs> but, um, well, but I do think people need to acknowledge that he might not be a good person, you know? Right, right. Well, that was what I, I did want to ask you about. Like, and we see this quite often, but, like, mm-hmm. can we separate, you know, the artist's personal life from his work, you know, his, his or her work? Um, 
now that we all know, or now that apparently Joss Whedon, the person is like a total scumbag, <laughs> apparently, d- does that take away from like his body of work, you know, his upcoming work, you know, well, how do you feel about, about that oh, topic? Gosh. I always go back and forth on this. Um, I think it's hard because like if you continue to support an artist who you know is really problematic you're I mean you're literally financially supporting them um yeah and they're not really getting punished in any way you know and like that's historically what Hollywood has done you know like yeah. look at like Roman Polanski or, yeah. or you know look at all those other directors who think mm-hmm. or like there's the oh my god there was the guy who plays um Magneto who was accused of like you know sexual assault stuff like that I mean there's like all these actors who have had things thrown at them um, and they're still doing fine. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, going back on yeah. that real quick, I think you were referring to the the X Men director, right? Brian Singer. No. I, oh my gosh, is there something about <laughs> him too? No, I was literally referring to the um, that Magneto, Michael Fassbender oh. had some accusations of domestic domestic abuse. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, and then that was like something that was, and then it kind of got hush hushed up. Um, and he still obviously is getting a lot of jobs. Um, so. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yes, I, I know the... Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I feel like there's a lot of this kind of stuff in the industry. Yeah. And um, by and large, the men, specifically the white men, don't uh, get punished in any yeah. real way. Right. I um, mean, I'm not saying like punish Joss Whedon, but um, <laughs> yeah, it does raise the question of like if if he continues to get high profile jobs and get, you know, getting paid obviously a lot of money. I mean, what does that maybe say to the women in the industry is that i mean how does that create an unsafe environment for them yeah. you know like it it's hard for me to answer that question yeah um, it's i'm personally one. not going to support his stuff um i i can't like tell other people to not do it you know <laughs> <laughs> right um yeah that's a tough one you know that's a real tough one because you know one of my favorite superhero movies is the avengers yeah and he wrote and directed that film and i can't deny the fact that it's it's a it's a great film i, I you know mm-hmm. like the day i found out about the joss whedon news it didn't make that film any worse than it was when i saw it you yeah. know um but at the same time you know it, it's hard to you know really like stand behind it yeah. you know yeah. now with with this knowledge yeah, I think maybe, um, you know what I always think about is like there's this one song by Chris Brown that I love because it was played at my prom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I still listen to it when it comes on. I get yeah. like, I was like, yeah, this is my song. But um, after, you know, the whole thing with Rihanna came out, I did not listen to his music, his right. new music anymore. Yeah, so yeah. I had a fondness for that one song and I still do, but I don't support his stuff anymore. I used mm-hmm. to go to his concerts. I don't do that anymore. Um so I think maybe for Joss, you know, I definitely enjoyed watching uh, Buffy when I was younger. And I did love that first that first Avengers, yeah. too, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I I don't know if you have to, like, disavow everything you've yeah. ever, you know, consumed from a, you know, problematic creator. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe going forward, you know, just be like, you know, I don't know if I want to support you anymore. Yeah. And maybe one thing to keep in mind is something we've mentioned before everything out there every yeah. piece of media is problematic yeah. to a certain extent yeah. Yeah. so if you keep that in mind if everything's problematic you know you can't go around hating everything 
right? Yeah, you definitely, you definitely have to pick and choose your battles. Yeah. 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 And especially if we're looking at geek media, I swear to God, there are so many problematic <laughs> men, <laughs> and, you know, and women, but mostly men, like working on all these projects that, like, yeah. oh my God, you could like if you really dug deep and looked up all the, you know, bad stuff they've done, you know, you'd just be like. What could you consume? You know, so but you know, yeah. I'm not gonna watch his stuff. <laughs> right, right. And definitely, like when um, what was it? That Wonder Woman script came out. That was like for yeah. me already the last straw. So like <laughs> after this, like after that, it was just like, oh my god, of course, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think that made huge headlines, but now this was a script that Whedon had written quite a while back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. For a Wonder Woman movie that yeah. never. You know, obviously, it was never made, but I guess more recently it was leaked. Like some <laughs> somebody, of the somebody script. dug it up, and it got shared around Twitter, um, and then of course all of the outlets picked it up. Um, and it was just a really gross script, and I think a lot of people were shocked that it was Joss Whedon. Well, some people were shocked it was Joss Whedon. Other people mm-hmm. who had followed his his descent into <laughs> this were completely unsurprised um, because it was so uh, fetish. How do you say it? Fetishistic or something? Uh-huh. Oh, you know, yeah, feti- yeah. Fetishized Wonder Woman to an extreme degree. It really um, objectified her. Uh-huh. Um, it literally had weird, like, written in, like, panty shots type stuff, you know? Wow. Um, had like Steve, um, you know, oogling her throughout the whole thing. Right, um, right. And people were like, is this really the Buffy um, writer? Yeah. But, you know, if you're going by Cole's letter, a lot of. Buffy's good writing was helped by her, you know, mm. and maybe the that script, the Wonder Woman script, is pure Whedon. You know, like maybe <laughs> that, we have to accept that that is Whedon. That his was his true voice. Yeah, maybe. his true self <laughs> coming out in all of his nasty glory. Um, yeah, yeah, and you and you did see threads of that, like um, like he got called out a lot for Black Widow and Age of Ultron. Okay. That was like a really weird thing people picked up on. Um, that he basically, she like had to be rescued, right? She's like damsel. She <laughs> yeah. for some reason she was put on the sidelines, and then she got this whole weird romance <laughs> with right. the Hulk, um, where she was the only one who could tame him, and then she had the line about how she's a monster because she can't have children. You know, it was just all these really weird things that the women watching it, they were just like, oh my god, yeah. this is like a lot of no's, you know, right, one right. after another. Um, yeah, I think with Whedon, you know, his uh, his brand of feminism is it, it's just kind of simplistic and maybe like dated. It's very just like kick-ass white woman. Right, it's like, a, like yeah, yeah, a white woman who you think can't fight, but oh, hey, guess what? She can fight, yeah. you know, and that's, it's yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah that's about yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, that's how the, the Black Widow character was introduced mm-hmm. in the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. She was tied to a chair yeah. And these these thugs who are like interrogating her, yeah. right? And she turns the table, so actually she has the upper hand, and she breaks out of the chair and like beats him up, you yeah. know? Yeah. So there's definitely a Whedon type where it's always she's almost always white. She's very pretty, and she mm-hmm. looks good, and everything. She you know like usually skin tight stuff. Yeah. Um, and then she kicks ass, you know? right? Right. And it's just yeah. I mean, definitely we owe you know some of our current characters to like you know, the ones he created a long time ago with, like, Buffy. Um, but, you know, maybe it's time to let Whedon go. You know, and it, it concerns me that he is now the new DC head. 
um, yeah. the, basically the new showrunner that they're bringing on um, to probably take over um, after Snyder because we don't know if he's ever going to come back. Right, right. Yeah, um, he, he. it looks like he's kind of filling yeah, that role he's and he's kind of becoming the, mm-hmm. the Kevin Feige of yeah, the, the, DC of the DC universe, DC, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah which, which for, like, it fills me with terrible dread because I'm, I'm concerned we're going to see that Wonder Woman script in the other film, you oh, know, right. in some way. <laughs> I swear to God, there's going to be some like weird panty shot in Justice League. <laughs> and then he's doing uh, Batgirl. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. a lot of people are concerned he's going to be gross with it because um, he, he said in an interview he wants to explore the darker side of Batgirl. Okay. Um, and that led a lot of people to think he was going to do the killing joke, which is where, you know, she gets literally shot in the uterus um, by the Joker and then Mm -hmm. her clothes are torn off and then he takes pictures and shows it to her dad, you know? So a lot of people are concerned that that's going to be the first intro a lot of people are going to get to Batgirl, you know? Yeah. So, so like, I worry that he's going to continue getting these high-profile jobs and, like, it could potentially be harmful for viewers, you know, who see this, you know, terrible representation of a woman. Right, yeah. And, you know, and this is... The news was probably a big shock to the system for a lot of people, for a lot of geeks. You know, Joss Whedon has kind of been like the geek geek king. Yeah, he's like the king of the geeks. Him and J.J. Abrams were like, oh, they're like, they're our guys, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's it's pretty sad, you know, this this news coming out. And yeah, a lot Mm -hmm. of people were just kind of heartbroken. Um, There was that Whedon fan site that shut down after 15 years of running. Yeah. And, I mean, they were pretty classy about it. They yeah. they didn't even say, like, this was the reason. But, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. you know, obviously yeah. it was, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, Yeah, they didn't even try yeah. to defend him. They were just like, we're going to leave the side up, but the, we're not going to post anymore. That's it. We're yeah. Done, you know? Yeah, we're, we're done. We're done with that. So, yeah. Um, but, I'll, you know, it makes me think, too, that, like, as disheartening this is, mm-hmm. you kind of wonder... Is this sort of thing happening like all around Hollywood? You yeah. know, you kind of yeah. Mean, just... Again, it goes back to the Hollywood is like basically trash. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, and it it, it does yeah. yeah, it does worry me that there's a lot of other people not speaking up, or there's like a lot of other directors or creators who are just sliding under the radar and just you know. Yeah, if there have been this many cases where it's gotten out, like mm-hmm. a Woody Allen, a Roman yeah. Polanski, a Joss yeah. Whedon. There's got to be like, like five times more that mm-hmm. like is under wraps, like yeah. it's happening without anyone knowing, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. So even more reason to just really kind of question what you're seeing. Question all media, yeah. <laughs> Always question Hollywood. Never yeah. take everything at its word with Hollywood. I swear. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there, there's there's gonna be problems, and that's not to say you can't love what you love. Yeah, of course. Yeah, keep, I mean like. I feel like you. everyone's entitled to like what they like. Just um, be critical of what you consume and always question yourself. You know, why do I like this? And is this okay? You know, you just be aware, you know, every time you consume and you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, I think, um, I, I don't think there's any question that Joss Whedon has been and is a, a talented creator. Yeah. And, um you know, just because someone is talented and they can put out excellent work, that doesn't mean 
necessarily that they're a good person, you know? And that's another good distinction to have, right? You know, oftentimes to, to have the mentality, the drive to have this level of success, it might mean that you you have to like be terrible to your spouse or like yeah. have, have these extreme sort of lifestyles, you know? Um, yeah. So maybe, yeah. you know, don't put, you know, don't put people on a pedestal because you don't, yeah. you know, like you can appreciate the work of art they put out, but don't be, you know, don't be surprised if they come out and they're terrible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> RIP my, my DC universe. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I'm crossing my fingers for you. Yeah. It, I mean, it is interesting. It's kind of the Wonder Woman thing. It's mm-hmm. kind of coming full circle because the fact that this terrible script has, mm-hmm. has leaked, uh, you know, he's he's like essentially finishing the Justice League yeah. movie. So yeah. pretty odd turn of events there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I, and I have to say it does reflect poorly on DC to have that script come out and he still gets this shot, you know, so they're like, they were fine with it, it feels like, you know. And even though people are pushing Patty Jenkins to be the one to take over, you know, it hasn't happened yet. And she hasn't even been confirmed for the Wonder Woman sequel. So, you know, you do wonder what's going on behind the scenes there. Right, right. I guess we can only wait and see. Yeah. Man, I hate, I would hate to end the episode on (laughs) such a downer note, you know, like, what can we say? I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's yeah. kind of turned into a Joss Whedon bash fest this last <laughs> twenty minutes or All so. Right. But, um, oh, man, maybe we should have we should have started with Joss <laughs> and ended with it. Yeah, uh, but I, you know, if we were t- if we're talking Joss Whedon, I did want to bring up one other thing that also is not terribly positive. Um, another, <laughs> just keep going down. This yeah, way. I mean, look, uh, his work on. Firefly mm-hmm. and the Firefly movie Serenity, um, you know, a lot of people really embraced mm-hmm. that universe. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe uh, for a lot of people, even more so than Buffy or maybe even the Avengers, you know, yeah. that that was really that that was the, the geek voice that oh, really yeah, spoke yeah. to them, you know. Um, and yeah, like the 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 feminist tropes in 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 that series again was you know a little dated yeah. like the, the cute girl who, who kicks ass sort yeah. of thing right um but i gotta call out the the cultural appropriation oh, yeah, on that absolutely. show <laughs> like like there was nary an asian in yeah. that entire series and but there was like this weird kind of of stolen yeah. Asian they speak culture, like Chinese or something. Yeah, right? and, and the, there's like, like uh, Chinese characters yeah. throughout. It's literally like the definition of an Oriental setting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and when you say characters, I'm not talking yeah. about actors. No, yeah. I'm talking about like the, the words. That, yeah, yeah, in the universe. The all over. Yeah, kind of like how uh, Blade Runner has like yeah. Asian characters all over the walls, but there's not a single Asian character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, de- yeah, definitely a lot of weed and stuff is just outdated, and it's you can definitely go in a deep dive in all of t- his work and find, you know, problematic <laughs> elements, and so, you know, that just really question his his standing as any co- sort of ally because you know there's always the intersection of race and gender, and you know he's not a good feminist ally, and frankly, he's not you know any other sort of ally for anything else, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, just, you know, to, to soften the blow a bit, I think if you <laughs> dig deep enough on any 
successful filmmaker or creator, you know, you're going to find some some problems, right? So maybe not as much. Well, you're being nicer to <laughs> but I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to play devil's Henry's advocate nice, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably it probably helps that neither of us are like diehard Whedon fans yeah. from, yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel for, for geeks out there who like are just who old school. Who had no idea. Yeah, yeah old school Whedon him. fans who yeah. are like down with them from like the beginning of Buffy throughout Firefly and all that stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, so I mean, just taking it back, on a, you know, on a positive positive note, Ed Screen, <laughs> Hallelujah, <laughs> Amen, brother, yeah. honorary Asian, yeah. um, and you know, like, yeah, again, going back to him, uh, like when we talk about like social issues in pop culture, oftentimes it is negative. Like the Joss Whedon news, like that that sort of stuff happens. We hear yeah. hear shitty stuff about actors and directors and all these terrible things people are doing behind the scenes. And it was really nice to hear something so positive. Yeah. You know, like whitewashing is is a thing. It's out there and it's terrible. And it's like we've been saying, it's not this easy problem that can be fixed like instantly. Yeah. And to see like a move made like this that is like like groundbreaking mm-hmm. it's pretty cool right yeah i agree cool thanks ed yeah <laughs> right on and with that we can wrap up the episode this is farewell from clara and henry <laughs>